Hello, I'm Brad Hayes and I'm an FY2 doctor working in South East London. And welcome to the Class of Corona, a podcast for final year medical students about to start working in the NHS. As always, you can get in contact with us via the SurveyMonkey link in the description below or at classofcorona2020 at gmail.com. This week's episode is preparing for your first day. So without further ado, let's get on with the podcast. Our topic for this week is preparing for your first day at work. I think loads of people are raising questions about what they can do now to prepare for their first days and weeks, and they may not have too long before they start. I think a lot of people get worried and anxious and get those first day nerves and want to know whether we have any tips or tricks or anything else we wish we knew before we started to help in those first days and weeks. So my first question is, in the lead up, how did you guys prepare for your first day of being in F1? It was the first day. We watched the first episode of Scrubs together. Um, all of us, <laughs> were in, we were in, um, in Ashford. We were in the, the, the hospital accommodation. We all sat down the night before. We watched Scrubs. Um, and it's, it's, it's funny. Um, I never appreciated just how accurate that first episode of Scrubs is. <laughs> Um, but it was nice. I mean, I was lucky in the sense that we were, I was together with lots of the F1s that I was going to be starting with um, in the accommodation so we could sort of get to know each other and bond a bit before we started. It's, it goes without saying that whatever job you start on, whether you're going to start now in what month are we in April of 2020 of COVID year or a normal August, um, your rate is going to be pants. You're going to be working really hard. You're going to be really tired for the first month or two. And that's completely normal. And everyone's already told you that that's going to happen. So I think in the days or weeks prior to starting that job that you know is going to be tough, relax. Um, and make sure that you go in with a healthy, open mind and make sure that you're, you're at your happiest. Some people chose to kind of do lots of cramming and last minute revision and things like that. Personally that would not like I, I tried it but it didn't help me at all and it actually just made me more worried about all the things I felt I didn't know and actually I was much better off just taking a step back relaxing doing some exercise and making sure I went in with a really fresh healthy mindset genuinely the best um, thing you can do before starting work as a doctor is probably going to medical school and you've all gone to medical school you've all graduated <laughs> you don't need to do anything else you know I think I think you know, in all seriousness, everyone's nervous for their first job in any industry, in any setting. Um, that's, like Laura said, that's completely normal. And people prepare with it in different ways. Um, personally, I did it. I knew where I was going to go. I knew I was starting on a cardiology job and I did a little bit of reading around cardiology, nothing too heavy or exciting, um, just so I was familiar with the drugs that they used and the kind of things we'd be doing on ward rounds. But again, you know, maybe it helped a little bit, but it wasn't the be all and end all. And it certainly wasn't terribly useful. I think, yeah, I'd really like to echo what was said. A lot of you are going to be missing out on that transition to F1 or whatever your medical school calls it, that placement between final year and starting. Um, I personally think everyone starts, no matter how much you went into med school, no matter how good you were at med school, Everyone starts on a clean slate. Everyone starts day one in exactly the same position. Um, some people may hide it better, but everyone is going to be nervous. They're going to think they're not going to do a good job. And 
from what I've seen, as long as you're, you know, you're happy, you're confident and you're not overconfident, you will be good as an F1. And get excited and, as well. Yeah, yeah, Definitely excited. get excited. I mean, I, I remember I was a total combination of nerves but also majority like definitely majority excited you're starting your first ever job and for some people this has been their kind of lifelong ambition for some people they went to medical school because they were like were quite smart at school and they thought why not um whatever your reason for wanting to be a doctor is this is your first day you're only going to get it once in your career so go in excited because you've earned it and more so than ever this year you guys have really earned it um so be excited be positive um, and try to enjoy it as, as much as you can um because it will only happen once and it's great ultimately we love our jobs definitely <laughs> i think i think for those people that are starting the kind of fiy one um sort of accelerated um start now you've got a slight advantage in a sense that you're coming into hospitals that are filled with doctors of all levels that have been in their jobs for some time uh, one of the difficulties in starting f1 or indeed starting any new job in the first week of august is that everybody else is changing around and it that can lead to a lot of um well there's a lot of un uncertainty across the hospital but if you're coming into the hospitals now everyone's basically being kept in their in their current rotations um, for at least the, the last few months. So the people around you and the people you're working with will know how the hospital works, who to call, where, where to look for for certain information. So that's a really big plus, I think. And, and actually, you know, the, the role of the FY1 doctor isn't complex management of a disease. It is, you know, the practicalities of how do you actually get an x-ray to happen for your patient in that hospital? You know, what buttons do you have to press? Who do you have to speak to? Where do you have to go? You know, and it's like that for every single task you have to do. So, you know, don't, don't worry, that will come. And, and like Andrew says, lots of people are, are there and know how the place works. Um, I, think, I think going back to what Laura said, it, you know, saying, it, it, you know, your road's going to be pants, it's going to be hard work. I think we all found it difficult for the first few months and we were tired and, and, you know, stressed and it was all very new. I think it's, it is key to, especially in F1 to have a good group of, 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 of friends, of colleagues, you know, get, get quite close to your colleagues, use that induction time to, you know, meet up, go out for dinner, go out for a few drinks before you, you start that first day on the ward and then keep in touch and, and meet up regularly and discuss things and, you know, that's, that's a, a good opportunity to kind of let your hair down and, and, and talk about work in a less formal setting. Uh, I think that's really useful. I mean, you may have to be doing the uh, meeting up for dinner via Zoom at the moment, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. Sadly, but... I think a lot of people have actually found working as doctors, you obviously you get to go into work every day, you get to socialise with other people. So a lot of people have actually found that really good working, continuing to work in the hospital. I mean, that's a really positive thing. Um, still less socially isolated. Yeah, actually, following on from what Brad just said, the, at the moment, believe it or not, despite the hard times we're all having as a country, the camaraderie and the positive spirit in NHS hospitals right now is unbelievable. And I'm not sure, what Dan and Andrew, whether you'd agree with this or not, but I've never seen such, such positivity in hospital in any of my jobs so far. Um, there's a very proactive 
can-do attitude amongst all healthcare professionals and everyone in the hospital. And everyone's really caring about each other too. Everyone is asking that extra question of how are you doing? Like, are your family okay? Um, what, what, how did you spend your evening last night? Everyone's being so thoughtful, so caring. It's a very, very nurturing environment. So definitely look at entering for all of the new doctors entering immediately now. Definitely look at it as a massive plus that you get to enter the NHS in its current spirit. It's a very, very good one. There's also a lot, there's lots of free food at the moment. I mean, let's talk about the free food because I've had, <laughs> I've had salt beef and chips. I've had fresh vegetables. I've had chicken curries. Um, and that was just for oh. breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of what we say about taking some time off before, there will be some people who do want to do a bit of work before they start. Um, from your experience being F1s, is there any specific small areas that they could have a look at and familiarise themselves with? I, I think quite importantly, it, for me, the, the most useful thing is it's not so much looking up things now, it's knowing where to find things when you need it. So this is the time to make sure all of your, your medical apps on your phone are, are in place and that you've got the BNF downloaded on your phone so you can um, you know, check prescriptions and check doses, dosages on the go. Um, I mean, there's plenty other um, apps and I'm sure you guys will have some to share as well. But um, knowing where to, where to go to find information when you start work, I think is more valuable than, than kind of cramming information now. I think that's a really good segue into what apps do we all think are best? I'm gonna open up with induction. It tells you the numbers for any team in the hospital, along with the bleeps, um, has saved my bacon many, many times. When I started, I used an app called Doctor's Toolbook, Toolbox. Um, just had some very simple uh, uh, management plans. For example, you could click on, I don't know, upper GI bleed, and it would tell you just stepwise what bloods to order what investigations to do um, what meds to give i wouldn't necessarily follow the med the, the, the medication word for word because our hospitals had slightly different guidelines but it was just a, a, a kind of a, a tick box exercise to make sure i'd added on a urea and i've you know done all of things that you might otherwise forget um also very handy for things like antiemetics it had has the dosages and, and class of antiemetics and laxatives, which I found really, really useful. Another lifesaver was definitely MD Calc. Um, like Brad mentioned earlier, we all checked doses of paracetamol. Um, similarly, don't back your maths, especially in the first month or two. You're going to have so many other things going through your head. The MD Calc app is brilliant. So that helps you with calculations for things like creatinine clearance, corrected QTC and a whole host of other things that you might be asked to calculate and not know what it means. Deliveroo is also very, very good. <laughs> and also loads of free codes <laughs> at the moment, so... Uber would, hi would highly recommend. <laughs> do we have any... Do we get sponsorship from... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking into sponsorships right now for us. <laughs> Use the code BRAD10 for... Uh... <laughs> Um, another, another app which is um, a handy one to have is it's called iResus. Um, it's by the UK Resus Council um, and it's just it's very straightforward. It's got all of the Resus guidelines, algorithms in one app, all in the same place. Um, easy to read, easy to use, quite simple. But 
again, these are things that you'll you'll have gone over. You know, for example, the the uh, life support algorithm for um, cardiac arrest. You'll know it, but in the heat of the moment, it's ne it never hurts to have a, nowhere to look to to have a quick look at the algorithm and check that you're doing the right things. Does the app sing staying alive to you whilst you're doing compressions? Uh, no, that's what your uh, colleagues are for. <laughs> a lot of people will be having induction. Um, they've never had induction before. What questions do you think are important to ask and make yourself aware of during induction? You need to know where, you, where you're going, what team you're going to be involved with, where they meet in the morning, where you're expected to report in the morning. Um, do they have a handover? Do you just start on the ward um so so where to be and what time uh, i think you need to have a, a grasp of where you can leave your bag where you can get changed um do you need to get changed into scrubs at the moment i know we are uh, at st thomas's everyone's getting getting scrubs access to changing rooms does your card work do you know the code um, and, and make sure you're writing these things down either in your phone or in a, in a small notebook that you can carry around with for the first few days. You, you definitely don't want to be caught out with trying to f find the code desperately on a WhatsApp group when you really need the toilet in the middle of the corridor. Yeah, that's definitely all happened to us. Codes is an absolute nightmare. So have a whole note on your phone that's just for codes because you'll be shocked at how many codes there are in the hospital. Um, one of the things, and I, I, we touched on it slightly in the in the last episode, is um, is knowing what the what what kind of teams there are within your hospital that you can call for help if you need them. So whether that's uh, the critical care outreach team or if it's the medical emergency team, um, good to know. For example, whether if somebody is acutely unwell are you putting out a, a crash call or is it a peri-arrest call or a medical emergency call um you know these are things that often you'll be using in stressful situations so make sure you know at the start um, what resources are available to you in your hospital so i think that summarizes um the first section of what we're going to talk about today really well so i think my top takeaway learning point would be that in the weeks leading up, the best thing you can do for yourself is to give yourself some time to yourself, not try and over cram because everything you need to learn, you're going to learn on the job. My uh, key takeaway message is um, it's more important for you to know where to find information when you need it rather than to try and remember all the information at the start. And mine would be that F1 is challenging and, and, and difficult. Um, you will find it hard and that's normal. But know that you have a you know similar group, 30 or more F1s in your hospital who are all going through the same thing. Make friends, um, you know, get a WhatsApp group together um, and enjoy the ride. Yeah, mine's basically that as well. Mine's just totally be excited about it. Um, you might find it stressful, you might find it hard, but actually our job is absolutely amazing. And I think we all, none of us would change it for the world. So really enjoy it. Next up, we're going to do a little bit about how did you prepare, prepare the night before you started your F1? And how did you try and tackle your first morning of being in F1? The night before, um, I was quite excited. So I did do that classic kind of 
pre-first day of school thing I packed my bag in advance I tried on lots of different outfits for what was the first best first day outfit maybe less applicable if we're wearing scrubs now but whenever you're starting um, make sure you pick an outfit that's um, comfortable that you're happy in I wouldn't advise wearing something brand new that you've never worn before because you have no idea how you'll run in it or sweat in it so make sure it's something that's comfortable that you're used to um I packed my bag and made sure I had all the badge, various badges that we've been given an in induction. Um, and I had a really good meal. And I think I did some exercise the day before as well. I knew that I probably wouldn't sleep that well because I'd be excited slash nervous. So the day before I went on a run or something, something that would chill me out slightly and hopefully give me a better night's sleep. Uh, yeah, I, I just treated it like any other day. We'd had two weeks of induction, so it was just like, going to work, I was ready, excited, raring to go. Um, made sure I'd pack my bag and, and had lunch ready. And then the morning, just make sure you're you're not late. It would just add to stress levels. So just get up nice and early, have a good breakfast, grab a coffee and, you know, get on your bus or your bike or your walk, just that extra bit early to make sure that when you do turn up, you're not running in, sweating, apologising that you're late to hand over. My next question is, so you've walking onto the ward for the first time, <laughs> you've managed to find the doctor's office. How do you introduce yourself to the team um, and how do you get yourself off on a good foot for starting on the ward? So I think it's incredibly important on that first day to, without shouting it from the rooftops, make sure everyone knows that it is your first day because um, that sets the precedent from the get-go and it just means that people might give you slightly more time give you slightly more space and maybe not expect quite as much from you as they would say two months down the line um, so I remember I, I walked onto my orthopedic ward and said hello I'm Laura I'm the new F1 this is my first day um, please bear with me um, and feel free to point out anything that I'm not quite doing right yet I'm going to try my best um, it's likely that the the ward of the unit that you're starting on is you're going to be there for some time, a few months at least. So the first day, it's really important to get to know not just the other doctors on the team, but the nurses, the physios, the pharmacists. Um, you know, you're not going to remember everyone's names necessarily, but at least make the effort to introduce yourself, be friendly, be polite. Um, people do remember first impressions. Um, and that's not to say if you accidentally make a bad first impression, you can't fix that. But it's definitely good to try and go in with a smile on your face and, um, and you know, be generally positive. Um, I, I was just going to say, you know, make sure you, you identify the nurse in charge and, and just, um, you know, again, introduce yourself and be friendly. But um, I think that's, that's a key person that you'll be working closely with. They manage the ward, um, will you know, expect things like discharge summaries from you, uh, plans from you, etc. Um, so, you know, again, have that first good impression and identify the nurse in charge early. As an, as an F1, there will be times where you're the only doctor on the ward um, and therefore having good relationships with the multidisciplinary team is really, really important, like Andrew and Dan have both alluded to. So making sure you get off on the right foot with the physios, the nurses, the occupational therapists, the healthcare assistants, the speech and language therapists, whoever's on your ward, um, make sure that um, you make a point of going up to them, introducing yourself with a friendly face 
um, and showing interest in their job as well as your own um, because actually you will spend a lot of time with them and you're going to have to ask for their help and lean on them far more than you'll ever expect to um, and they will become a second family um, so it's really important to have a really good first impression with your MDT. Uh, you know if you if you can get on well with the war pharmacist and 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 your nursing colleagues your hcas it it just makes that environment much more enjoyable place to be in because you spend a lot of time there looking at what the the gmc and health education um have said about the fiy1 posts they've said that they will get an induction period but it hasn't specified exactly how long or what that will entail so it may be that your local induction doesn't give you direct time shadowing if you're starting now in April but you are going to be going to places with existing FY, FY1 doctors um, so that's a, a huge help compared to if you're starting as the new F1s cohort entirely um, and they have said that they want the new the April starting doctors to be paired up with existing FY1 doctors so if you don't get dedicated shadowing time before you start officially you will have the support of the other fy1 doctors on your ward and the rest of the team um, to to get out of that all the things that laura was just talking about so i think we've had a really good discussion today about preparing for your first day and getting to the ward on your first day um, which leads us really well into our next session which is going to be the ward so we're going to talk about how to do discharge summaries how to prep a list all things i didn't know how to do before I started. Um, so thank you all for your conversation today and we'll be back for our next episode.